What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Opinionated Off Topic. Today, I'm with my co-host and co-owner, Carlos Mojica. We got a nice, dope guest. Been trying to get him on for a while. His name's John Daniel. Daniel's your last name? Yep. Yeah, John Daniel. Actually met him through uh, Jack Parsons. Shout out JP, Fort Lewis Skyhawk. Met him. You know, he, he Jack was in town. Met him through him. And then he's an entrepreneur like us. Wanted to do something great. And we're about to share his story. So without further ado, I'm going to let Carlos kick it off as always. Did you come here before to this house? Yeah, I've been here once. I think I met you a while, yeah, while, while yeah, back. Yeah, a minute back. For sure. Yeah, what were you, y'all was here for somebody's birthday? No, no, it yeah. was it was literally Jack was in town. They were we were me and CJ were like, let's go watch the playoff game downtown because the Raiders are playing the Bengals. And I was like, yeah, let's just go to West and watch it at Buford's. It was like a three three o'clock kickoff. And I hit up Jack, and then he brought him over, and we just all went together. And we were probably there from – we were there for a while because it was Saturday. We were there from, like, 3 to 9, 3 to 10, like, all day. I think you're – I mean, I have a crazy memory. We were in – I don't know. You probably don't remember what I say. We were wearing a flannel, but you yeah, said you were – You're he out did, of there. Uh, he did wear – yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> flannel, like, black flannel? It was a flannel. I remember that. black I, one. I, I remember that. I think it was red. A couple of them. So. I think it was red. But that's how I was like yeah, – I think I, yeah. I went to my room. I was like, wait. I think I met him before. Yeah, was, yeah, he, uh, but it was when y'all got back, so you're yep. you're faded at that yeah. point. I, yeah, um, I had a few that I had a few. Yeah, that nothing wrong with that. Shit. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but so thanks for, for sure. coming yeah, here and bro. taking time hey, out your day to do this. Thank you guys for uh, for hosting me. You know, of course, of course, of course. We're just hospitality, and this is uh, this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, but without further ado, let us let us in what the what young John where where he grew up, what he yeah. did as a wee boy. Take us All right, to now. Yeah. All right, so shit. I'll start in. Uh, all right, so I I grew up. I was born in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, lived there till about seven years old. Um, flew to California um, from about seven to thirteen years old. Um, so I lived in California for about seven years. Always played football. Always played baseball. Was, I played track. I. Or I I ran track, <laughs> I, I swam, you know, I was always, uh, I had an athletic background, so I was always just getting into different sports, um, and then we moved from my dad's job, uh, and we moved to Denver, um, and I got into wrestling, I was also playing football, um, football was a, was a cool sport, I, I really, really valued football, um, I think for me, it was like, I was really small, I was a small kid. So it was hard for me to kind of make that impact on a team when I was playing sports in football because it was like, dude, I want to run through somebody, but I'm only 90 pounds, Yeah, you know, but it was the mentality thing for me. So I think that being in the sport of football kind of taught me a lot. And then, um, you know, I got introduced to to wrestling because my dad wrestled in college. So I was like, dude, I want to try wrestling. Like, you know, I want to, I want to be like my dad. Um, and so got into wrestling man and it, it was it was something that was wild to me because it, you know you're walking on the line and it's it's mono e mono it's like one, one versus one it's like who who who's gonna win this it was, it was different field than football gave me mm-hmm. and i was going up to to someone that was you know my same weight and i was like i don't have to go and try to tackle someone that's 200 pounds on yeah. pounds i'm wrestling someone that's my same weight so fast forward through high school um I wrestled in high school. I I made JV my freshman year of high school. I was like, all right, like, I guess I'm wrestling JV. This is kind of sucks. I want to be on varsity, Um, you know, and and ended up going, like, undefeated my my JV year, which I was, like, stoked about. I got moved up to varsity one of the tournaments, and I was, like, hyped. I was like, dude, let's fucking go. How does wrestling work? Yeah, so basically in high school, so when – it, the weights might have changed since I've been high been in high school, but the lightest weight was 106. Mm-hmm. I was 106, like soaking wet, <laughs> like I was I was light. And so then you got like 113, 120, 126, 132, 138, 145, and then you start getting into your heavier weights. And so you've got all the, so you've got weight classes, and obviously you're a team. So based off of how many people win in those weight classes that's how the outcome of the team score goes. So gotcha. it's a team sport, yeah. right? It's a team sport, but it's individual. It's like, you know, 
It's like baseball. It's like you can't like this is what I loved about football too though is like you know, it was like, for me, I was like, I always had that mentality, you know, I wasn't going to go walk on the field and then, you know, blame my mistake on someone else. Yeah, you could do that on the football field, technically, if you're yeah. on the line, you know, if someone misses a block, you say he tripped, whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I kind of understand. I wouldn't do that. But like being in the sport of wrestling kind of taught me the fact that it was like, bro, everyone's watching two people. They know who's going to fuck up. Yeah. You know, it's like raw. It's like, well, you walk away with, with your hand raised, you won, and everyone saw why you won. Yeah. There's no blaming it on the next dude to the right of you or left of you. So that fucking dude, that kind of fucking got me, like, really interested because I like, dude, you know, I, I can bet on myself. I can do that. I don't care how fucking big, like, big I am. Like, yeah. I can bet on myself for sure. So... Fucking fast forward through my JV year, freshman year, um, my sophomore year, my dad was like, do you really want to be good at this sport? And I was like, yeah, man, I want to be pretty good. He's like, all right, like you're going to have to, you're going to have to do what it takes to be the best then. And, you know, it, it was kind of intimidating at the time, but I, you know, I want to make my dad proud. So I was like, let's go, let's do it. What, what does it take? So he's like, all right, we're getting a hundred matches in, in the off season during the summer. That's what we're doing. Sheesh. All my friends, you know, sophomore year of high school, they're going out to the, to the you know, the pool. The, they're going golfing. They're, they're having fun. You know, they're bouncing around house parties and shit. And yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to buttfuck nowhere in Nebraska <laughs> and sleeping in a tent. How far is Nebraska from? It's close. From, from, from Denver? Yeah. It's like six hours, seven hours. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, for where I was going, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But, you know, it was like you're sleeping in a tent outside of a high school, and then you're cutting weight, and you're, you're having to make weight, and so you're trying to figure out ways to make weight, cut, lose weight, and, and, and you're, you're in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska, and it's, it's like you're sleeping in a tent, and then you're waking up at 6 a.m. to go weigh in, and you're wrestling all day, and you got 20 matches in. And so I did that all summer. I got 100 matches in. I ended up qualifying for state. So I didn't make it my sophomore year. I was close, didn't make it. Junior year, got another 100 matches in, did the same thing. I ended up being on the national team for Colorado, uh, freestyle team. Um, so the 100 matches ended up doing me well. Um, so I got a lot of, like, self-confidence from that shit. And, uh, you know, walking into my senior year, you know, I was like, I'm going to win this state title. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be the best. I didn't end up. So, well, for wrestling, it's when you – it's not matches to go by tournament? Yeah, so basically you have um, – like a regular high school week would be you'd have a duel, which is versus another team in your district or mm-hmm. your region, um, and that's a duel. And so basically – you go wrestle, and based off of each person's match, that gives you a team score, and based off the team score, each team wins. And so the tournaments on the weekend are more so for the individual rankings. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's where I was, like, where it's at is the tournaments. like Because you're wrestling four, five, six matches if you're getting it to the finals. So it's like, that's a big day. You're not like a one and done? One, yeah, so like basically it's two and out. Okay. So you lose two and you're out. So I had this fucking, you know, my junior year I had this thing, man, where I'd always, I'd always lose one match. But after I lost my first match, I'd always wrestle back. I'd always win out. So I'd place third. So I'd lose my first match and then I would place, I would win every match after that and place third. So I'd wrestle like fucking six, seven. So you matches. can't, if you lose your first match, you can't get first place. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That exactly. is crazy. That exactly. sucks. It sucks, man, but you know what it taught me, bro, was the fact that after I lost that first match, in my head, my subconscious mind, it was like, dude, I don't, I don't have shit to lose. It's like, I'm just going to go do my thing now. So it was like the pressure that I put on myself, and I kind of figured that out my senior year. Walked in my senior year, I was ranked second in the state, and I was stoked about it. Fucking first tournament, end up placing second. I lost to the guy that had won it a couple times a couple years ago and I was like you know I can walk away with that okay like, I'm fine um ended up placing like fourth my senior year anyways went to uh St. Cloud State University my freshman year of college 
they were back to back to back to back uh, national champions. What division is that? Uh, division two. Division they two. had uh, one division, division one sport, which everyone knows. Um, whoever's listening in, they probably already know. What that conference is that in? It's I don't know the conference, um, but Saint Cloud State is always up in the top three Division one hockey schools. Mm. So hockey is what their specialty Known for. is. Where's it at? It's in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, and okay. that's about an hour from St. Paul. Okay. Um, and so, man, I, I kind of was like, dude, I need to, I need to get, I need to, you know, my dad always said, like, in order to be the best, you need to beat the best. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go out to, to St. Cloud. I went on a recruiting visit, got a little too fucked up. Um, it was like <laughs> walking into my, uh, my, my, uh, my coach's office for he was like how do you like it i was kind of still drunk my dad's sitting next to me and i was like i'm in and you know and that from there i was like dude all right let's rock and roll bro let's let's do this thing and um ended up going there my freshman year um we ended up winning a national title my freshman year as a team which was super cool experience very blessed for that experience um and i realized something and i was like you know first of all i, I i'm not going to start until like I don't have the talent that these guys got like there's there's back to back to back all Americans in the lineup that aren't even starting so yeah I'm confident but I also want one my parents watch me wrestle and two I want to I want to start you know so um a coach in Colorado reached out to me and you know I was like, dude, I'm I'm down. I'm, I'm so I I transferred schools and I wrestled in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, for four years. I ended up starting there. I had 149 pounds, man, and uh, you know, ever since I quit wrestling, dude, it was fitness that kind of just was the foundation and kind of kept consistent with me in my life. And that's kind of where I'm at now, man. Is just keeping consistent with those things that the foundation of the sport of wrestling have taught me and uh, really just using those as, as leverage to just do the things that I care and really love. So Uh, that's, you know, I don't know how, how, how long you want me to go. No, no, you're you're, you're good. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Before, before we get into what we get into now, um, two questions I had him on one. Yeah. This isn't really a question, but I'm a big UFC fan. Um, So like I, I watch all that and then, Recently, one of the guys got in trouble for uh, not cutting enough weight. How in high school? It's is is that still a big thing? Because I feel like it. You don't I feel like it's harder to like cut weight. Yeah, and maintain man. where you're at because you're in high. Like, so here's the thing, dude. With that man, it, cutting weight to it's very. There's a fine line there. So when I when I stopped, so I cut weight throughout high school, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I made that transition to college. That freshman year, I was like, oh, I was seeing how the elite of the elite actually cut weight. It was like, oh, they're shedding 20 pounds in two weeks. That's unhealthy. But they're, but yeah, that was the thing, though, is I was doing it in an unhealthy way because of what I thought I needed to do. The reality is, is if you dial in your own body and know to the T how your body's going to react off of the nutrients you put into it, you can do it very smart. And it doesn't have to be unhealthy. Now, it all comes from education of how to actually cut weight. So I would say that it's it's all you know absence of knowledge. It, it depends on who's telling you who to cut, how to cut your weight. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of like, unfortunately, you have a lot of high school coaches in every state that think they know what works when it might have worked when back in the 90s when they were wrestling, you know yeah. wrestling and the the way it was to just not drink water and not eat anything it's like no nah, man you got to feel your body but you also have to understand the what comes from that and how to yeah. kind of use that in high school were they lenient like it was there like uh what was the what was the gap that you could miss by yeah so um the weight classes were very strict. So you could be 0.1 under. Like, so for example, my weight class is 106 pounds. I could be 105.9 and mm-hmm. still make weight. I could be 106 flat and still make weight. If I'm 0.1 over. Really? You're done. So you can't be over at all. Mm-mm. 
Damn. Nope. That's Same crazy. with college. Same with college, bro. And in college, man, that mentality is different, bro, because it's like in high school, you got all these parents coming in. There's politics and that shit. You get to college, bro. You're a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a business, bro. Yeah. Like you go to that St. Cloud State. That yeah. is a business. Yeah. For We're real. here to win a national championship. You're not missing practice. You're making weight. You miss weight. You're out. You're doing this, this, yeah. and this. And dude, that was one of the most impactful years of my life. And it was because I was surrounded by individuals that understood that business mentality which is why I have an entrepreneur mindset now. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if this what if this is what it takes to be the best in whatever the fuck you want to do, I'm on board. Let's fucking do it. I I'm there. My other question was what since y'all won all these titles, what is the difference in like a D2 wrestler and a D1 wrestler? Yeah, man. So, my first uh wrestling tournament in college was the Iowa State Open. Mhm. Yeah, they're good. Iowa State's a legit college wrestling program. Iowa State and Mizzou. Iowa, Iowa, all of those Midwest states, man. So we're in the Midwest. So we're wrestling all the Minnesota, all those people, or all of those schools. They're great wrestlers. So my first tournament, I walk into the Iowa State Open. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I got like, like imposter syndrome. I'm like, damn, dude, this is fucking, this is legit. I'm, I'm I'm on a big stage with some real wrestlers. I, my first match, I beat a dude from Iowa State pretty bad, and I and I was like, dude, I was like, it's it's not it's not what I what I thought. Yeah. So like from that point on, I knew I could hang. Yeah. So from the difference between a D one and a D two wrestler, it really depends on what what spectrum of that division you're at. So I would say that a top five D two wrestler could be a decent D1 wrestler. Is that big of a difference? But I would say, so we had this guy, Clint Poster, at St. Cloud State, and he was beaten back-to-back national champs that were D1, and he had never won it in D2. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like he could easily go and wrestle at Iowa State and yeah. start and maybe win a national championship. Yeah. I think really what it, what the whole sport is revolved around though, like it's like it's bigger than ourselves is like, dude, it tells you like, like you're stepping on the line. It doesn't matter if you're D three fucking. It, it doesn't matter what the level you're at. It's like it's a mentality of what you have to like your insecurities, your ego, setting that shit aside, putting on a fucking singlet when you're skinny as shit, and. Or whatever, and just walking up and like putting it on the line. That's what they're called, singlets. singlets. I was trying to think of what they're yeah, called the other day because some I was, people call yeah, them leotards. I, I was talking to uh, CJ because um, we have another thing coming up for opinionated, another show that we're gonna type of show that we're gonna do. Um, but I was I was talking to CJ and I was telling him that that like back in the day. The UFC fighters, they always wore geese. Yeah. But I couldn't think of what the, I, yep. I didn't bring up yep. wrestling, but in my head, I was like, what is it? I can't remember what yeah, the wrestling it's a, one's it's called. A singlet. singlet. It's a singlet. That's what it's yep. called. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Um, you in the UFC? Bro, I, that is, uh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, I just, I, I have a very, uh, you know, fighter mentality. Um, I, I understand what it takes to, to get out there and do something like that. Uh, that's something I'm going to pursue here in the future. Um, okay. So that was going to be one of my, like, did growing, like when you're in high school wrestling, did you watch UFC? Uh, I mean, I watched the big fights. It was, it was never something that I was like, Oh, I'm going to do that. But since I, bro, I had like a, I almost had like an identity crisis after I stopped wrestling because yeah. dude, that was my life. Mm-hmm. Like that was everything that my identity fucking was. And so I stopped wrestling and I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? Now that I've figured out that my passion can be shifted towards business and building things and watching things grow, and that's the passion that I have, it's like, okay, now I can take that other mentality towards the sports side and competition side of things. And I think my next step is to go and, and learn how to strike. Um, I'm, I'm pretty decent with wrestling, and that's really a stable foundation to have in that sport. And, you know, who fucking knows? I, I'm not someone that's going to, like, I know if I get in the competitive uh, space with people like that, I'll, I'll want to pursue something. So we'll see where that takes me. But 
What do you think you'll start in? Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to start with, with learning how to strike, uh, being being agile on my feet. Um, and, you know, who knows? I think I, I could probably get into a, into a fight. Um, you know, I got, a, I got a couple connections that can get me into yeah. a promoted fight. And um, we'll see how that goes. And from Pretty there, cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, that's something where it's just like I don't really care about the outcome. I more so care about learning, developing, growing, learning something new, yeah. and then going and, like, showing for that for myself. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it's stepping into fear, bro. If you don't step into fear, you're not going to grow. And yeah. for me, it's like, bro, if I can step into to fear as much as I can, mm-hmm. bro, I'm forced to fucking grow. I'm forced to grow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I guess you guys already fucking understand. Like, I'm pretty deep on, on, on shit. So, it's no, like. That's, that's amazing. That's, you know, that's kind of how I roll. No, nah, that's how it's got to be, too. I mean, for us, like, we played sports, too. I mean, I played with, I played at Fort Lewis, you yep. know, fuck Mesa. Yep. But yep. I had to get Mesa. that off. <laughs> but uh, played, played at Fort Lewis, and, you know, played against Mesa and stuff. Yeah, and he played, he played baseball coming up. And it's just like, once you stop playing, like you said, the identity crisis, you kind of yeah, don't man. know what to do. You're kind of stuck with yourself. And, and I got to say, man, yeah. both you guys, like, you guys – you found something too and and i'm very grateful for the platform that you're able to give to me to speak on these things because like i was telling you last night at that networking event it's like you know you surround yourself by the people you want to be like and and if you're on that same path that same direction man sky's the limit and i I, i'm very grateful for that so i just wanted to say that no thank you thank you for sure it's a lot it's a lot um, so what 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 was that shift like going from you're done with wrestling, no more sports? That's like kind of behind you now to yep. to you being the entrepreneur you are now. Like what was because as athletes, you all know it's like we have that kind of yeah. like a dark period in our time. It's like damn, like yeah, no, I don't sure, know what bro. I'm gonna do now. Like I don't even what what else is there other than sports? Yeah, man. So I mean, initially I got done. I moved from Grand Junction to Denver. Um, was living in my parents' basement, and I was like, man. I got to make some money, <laughs> you know, I, just, I have a job. So I was, I'm working at the same job that I have now. So I'm a data scientist for Lumen Technologies. Okay. Um, that's one of my kind of three sources of income that I've got going on. But, um, so I was working for that company at the time, only working for Lumen. And I was like, dude, I need some, you know, passive income. Yeah. I need to start figuring out how to make some more money. Cause I want to get the fuck out of my parents' basement. Yeah. And so I started searching. I started looking. I had a connection. Taylor Marks, he was a boy of mine at St. Cloud, and he was making some money doing some Forex trading. I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, you can, like, analyze charts and make money based off of So basically how Forex trading works mm-hmm. is you're, you're betting on two currencies. So basically you're betting on the U.S. dollar to be stronger or weaker than the Japanese yen at a certain point in time, and you can make fast frequency trades based off of that value Mm -hmm. and so it intrigued me because he was making a lot of money Mm -hmm. so i was like dude i'm gonna get on that got on that for about six months went out and visited him you know i wanted a a predicted business model yeah so it it, you know i made some money and it was cool but you know i was just like this isn't for me yeah so i bounced to wholesale real estate i wanted a predicted business model so i got into wholesale real estate which essentially is um for the listeners that don't know what wholesale real estate is, is it's basically you're finding the shittiest property on the best block and you're getting that under contract and then you're selling it to an investor for an up price. Um, And you're taking the difference of what that price you got under contract for and then you're selling that to the investor for probably five to 10 grand, usually marked up price. Gotcha. So I hired a mentor or I got a mentor Mm -hmm. And I started doing wholesale real estate for a bit. Did that for about eight months. Fucking hated cold calling. Uh, made some money. Uh, realized, you know, that wasn't for me either. Well, cool thing was, I was, you know, I was at the brink. So now I had some money. So I was like, I'm getting out of my parents' basement. Yeah. So um, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bounce to Austin, Texas. Why Austin, Texas? I don't fucking know. Because it's away from my hometown. It's away from the distractions. It's away from the people that I grew up around. Um, and no no harm on them. It was more so something for me that I needed to be alone. 
and focus on the things that are going to get me to the place I want to be. Yeah. So I was like, all right, my mentor says, Hey man, I see you're trying to start a fitness business. I see you're starting a fitness coaching program. I see all these things that you're wanting to start and you don't have necessarily the income to start all these ventures. I got an opportunity for you. It's called Ecom Automation. And I was like, Ecom Automation? Like, all right, man, I don't know about this. So, dude, just me being a very analytical person, so I'm a data scientist, so I go and do all the, the analytical research on what the, the risk and return is of the investment, and how, like where the lines are of, of how to trust people in this industry. And so I did research for about eight months. I ended up moving to Austin and... Uh, in September of last year. So I've been here for about a year and a month now. So, um, and dude, it was, it, it's been really cool because I've been able to watch that e-com automation. And for the listeners that don't know what that is, I'll go into that here as well. Yeah. So e-commerce automation. Um, I got involved with that and what e-commerce automation is, is essentially, I was like, dude, I don't have any money. Like, I don't know how I'm going to purchase an automated e-commerce store for $50,000. How am I going to do that? Like, and I'm sitting there like, I don't know what to do. And, but I understood what the return was. So the return with e-commerce automation is like 15 to 25% return on investment every month, which basically means you're getting 100% to 120% return on your investment at the end of the year. So I'm like, oh, wait, like I can make 100% of my money back that first year. And then after that, I can get just straight passive profit income. I was like, all right. So I started figuring things out, did some research. And I was like, okay, how can I purchase this store? So I had some money saved up, didn't want to deplete my savings. Yeah. But I, I understood that I could leverage my credit yeah. in order to purchase a cash-flowing investment. Yeah, get a, get a little business so loan. So I get a business loan, right? I'm paying about 1000 bucks on that business loan. But once your store's going, you know, you're making 5 10 15 20 grand a month passive income. So that $1,000 note on your loan... That ain't shit, which also is not reflecting on your personal credit score. Yeah. And I was learning all this stuff when and I was like, damn, okay. Like, what's the risk? You know? So I was like, okay, let's do that. So ended up doing that. You know, I, that has kind of been my saving grace for allocation of time of where I want to put my energy into, which is fitness and fitness coaching, mindset coaching, and follow my fitness and that's going to bring me back to when I moved from Colorado to Austin I had a call with um, a guy that I wrestled with in college my freshman year his name's Zach Baker the CEO of follow my fitness okay. um, the company that was that the guy I met last night or yep, no? okay. yep that's the guy you met at Riser Networking event last Is that night your logo yep New logo actually came out and okay. uh, repping that yeah. for sure. Um, and man, super, uh, super cool, super cool human being. Uh, we didn't really talk much our freshman year because he was a freshman and I was a junior. So I didn't really collab much because, you know, yeah, I had a little like mantra about me. I, like, I don't need <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. around these freshmen. They'll do their thing. And so we didn't really talk much. I knew that he had a super big social media um company though i knew that about him so i knew in the back of my brain i didn't know him but i knew that he had a business mindset because he was running this this very very uh serious so you know total frat move yeah yeah Yeah. so he ran an account that was a kickoff called college done right got up to about like 250 300 000 same concept same concept and so I knew he did that, which was cool to me. I was like, damn, this guy, he's, he's cashing in. He's yeah, doing yeah. something right. Or yeah. just like, I was like, I look, I look up to business mindset. Like, that's cool. So he, he went to Fort Collins and went to CSU Colorado State University, transferred after his freshman year. And then uh, he gave me a call, man, before I moved to Austin. And he was like, hey, I know I haven't talked to you in, you know, years, four years. 
I've seen your stories. I've seen that you've been grinding with Forex trading. I see that you have an entrepreneurial mindset. I see you're grinding with wholesaling. Like, I want to tell you about this business idea I've got. And he he let loose on what that business idea was. Fast forward a couple months, we were like, you know, we need to get surrounded by people and eliminate the distractions and uh, surround ourselves by people that, that have like minds. And so we moved and uh, he's still my roommate. And, and you know, what's crazy, man, is the direction of where I thought that that relationship, that friendship would take me was completely different than where it's at now. And I've gained a brother, um, you know, like I said, he's a CEO of the company. And what we are now is follow my fitness is we're in a fitness, we're a premier fitness influencer growth agency that also has a platform um, for fitness influencers to monetize their premier content. So essentially um, how it works is if you have a have a following of you know ten to fifty to a hundred to five hundred thousand followers, we take you on as a client, um, and we have an application process, and we take you through that process, and you know if we think that we can work with you to grow your profile to then have you monetize on a very extreme level, well then we kind of have a, you know a good collaboration there, and that's kind of what I'm doing with that as well right now and that's been a huge focus and it, it's been fun man going to all these networking events and collabing with a lot of cool people like you guys and it's been awesome yeah it's been i mean <clears throat> just kind of speaking on that fitness side um because we had kelly blay back in the day like was one of our first guests um she kind of she doesn't do that specifically but i guess going into that you know you're branding people things like that i feel like not to say like it's cliche, but you know, there's a lot of like gym people, a lot of influencers, yeah. a lot of people who want to make gym content, whatever, things like that. So if you're going to take on a client, like someone can have a lot of followers or whatnot. So like, here's the thing. How do you bro. like determine yeah. like, who to really work yeah. with? So the cool thing is, is we've got a pretty good eye for um, what kind of client. So the thing that sucks with the social media, especially Instagram is what we're targeting right now. Um, about that whole world is there's a lot of fake followers, a lot of, a lot of fake, there's a lot of bots, there's a lot of fake influence. And when we're providing, so another thing that we do is we provide sponsorships for our, our influencers. So when they onboard with us, we, we guarantee that they get X amount of followers and X amount of sponsors. And so we collab with all these sponsors. And essentially in that space, man, is people will sell you growth packages and if for me example i'm i'm going to be launching this 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 fitness coaching program here in the next month and a half so what we do is and this is what i'm going to be doing since my my ig got hacked um with 22,000 followers we're going to be doing this as like kind of like a like an example for our company of how we grow and what we're going to do is we're going to take my, my, my content, my program, and we're going to dial in the content and we're going to do an organic growth strategy. And that's what separates ourselves from all of these different growth agencies is because what they do is they do a lot of celebrity giveaways. Yeah, that's going to get you followers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what we're looking for, for our clients, we're very niche. We're looking for specific followers that are going to turn those followers into clients that are going to put money in your pocket. So the way we do that is we make partnerships with all of these big fitness brands, all of these big fitness pages on Instagram, make partnerships with them, collaborations with them for our fitness influencers, and then we have another organic growth strategy, which I can dive into as well, is it's uh, mass DMs. So essentially we have a software that allows us to take one of the biggest, fit, let's say Gymshark, take yeah. all of their followers and send a hundred thousand DMS to those targeted followers for your specific brand or your fitness niche of whatever you're trying to push. So that then brings organic growth and organic traffic. And you know, that's the cool thing is because we only work with specific individuals that, um, have, you know, very premier content that we know we can get them to X amount of followers. If we're taking someone that's at a hundred thousand and we need to get them to 200,000, 
we need to understand what that is, how, what the percentage is of their fake followers, what kind of content they post, what niche are they in, are they a yoga instructor, are they a bodybuilder, what is the value they're, they're, they're taking, and it, or what are they giving, and that's where we say, okay, we're your agent, we're your fitness influencer agency, and we're going to tell you the successful content to produce and how to produce it. And then we're going to put you in front of these pages that are going to organically grow you in that niche and then put money in your pocket based off of what you're, what you're trying to sell. So that's follow my fitness in a nutshell. Do y'all do a lot of studying of like algorithms and, and all Algorithm that? Algorithm is always shifting. Yep. Um, that's very very huge and so is it like y'all that do it or you have like a team that studies it we have a team and i mean obviously me and zach are constantly doing that um as well we actually just hired an intern to do some some market research as well so we've got that going um but you know what man at the end of the day this is what we've we've recognized instagram's whole model is to keep the eyes the, the consumer's eyes on Instagram as long as possible. And the reason why is because the more ads they can see, the more money Instagram makes, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, with the more ads they see, Instagram is pushing out the biggest accounts. So that's where we come in from these influencers that need growth. As we say, well, Instagram's algorithm is going to push out the biggest accounts because they're trying to make the most money. So if we can get you from 10K to 50K, 50K to 100K, 100K to five, five to a million, it's like now we're talking because now you're making more money because the algorithm is in sync with what our business model reflects. And so, yeah, there's always minute changes, for example, like utilizing all of Instagram's new additions and new features. There's a new subscribe feature. There's all yeah. of these different features live stream all of these feature? things so it, there, what i'm saying is there's all these things that if you utilize them you're going to grow at a more rapid rate so those are always changing but the ultimate factor is the marketing scheme and the business model that instagram has so it's like as long as we our foundation is aligned with that and instagram's growth model then we're doing okay and that's where we can get our clients to the level where they want to be at what is the uh, subscribe thing on Instagram? Um, I know they have like this curator. Uh, it's like a curator program they've launched because we had a uh, Tri Mafia on and they were talking about how they're getting paid to like, you know, real like short form content is like kind of what's in now because I mean, a lot of people don't have time to yep even consume a whole podcast or whatever. So they're saying like they can earn revenue on these specific videos and things like that. Yep. So that kind of segues to my next question yep. of, you're talking about Instagram, but do you like specialize in like TikTok, YouTube? Because I know TikTok is like everyone talks about TikTok. Yeah, like, all the influencers. Yeah. Like I don't know if you know like Bradley Martin. You like, know that's all. Yeah, he ta- you know, that's all I mean, talks about. shit. Do you know who Gary Vee is? Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, man. And that's a thing too. So right now, it, so what we specialize in and what we focus on because there's only so much bandwidth yeah. that we have, and what we focus on is Instagram. Now, when you go into the TikTok sector, that is a huge growth platform that we're going to develop with people that have already made their presence in the space. So we have already connections that are going to implement our brand awareness into that market. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, man, like you said, all these different, I mean, you got YouTube shorts, you've got which is a huge and they're getting platform. revenue now too. Yeah, they monetize huge, they monetize yeah, YouTube shorts to that. But like last week. No, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, that's a huge yeah, that's a platform changer. as well. Yeah. And and I think like you said, dude, it's like our intention span is so slim because of all of those short clips. And so who knows? I mean, Instagram might not be a thing in ten years. Yeah, and there's like knows. other apps like we uh there's this YouTuber, he's like the go to photography and videography, his name is Peter McKinnon, and he like, yeah, he's sponsored to talk about the app, but he's, like, introducing this new app called Vero. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's it reminds me of a... There's it's like, like an a, OG Instagram. Yeah, it's like an OG Instagram. Like, it's mainly specified for photographers, mm-hmm. but it's cool, though. It's kind of got the Tumblr vibe, so you can post, like... Oh, hell yeah. Watching, like, you know, like... Yeah. I've been watching shows and stuff in my free time, and I'll, like, finish a show, and then I'll post a show, and exp- I'll, like, rate it, give my rating, yeah. give, like, a little review. So there's, like... 
that app's coming into play. And for us, like we we saw that and it's like it's new. So it's like let's jump on it. Yeah, we might be posting stuff getting like, you know, five likes max, ten likes, whatever. You know what? But if you're on it early, I feel like it'll when when everyone moves over, we'll already be on it. And like And the it, way people find you on that is through tags. Yeah. Like how Instagram was was yep. just through tags. Yeah. It's not yep. like recommended stuff for yeah, you bro. and stuff like that. Just 100%. all through tags. One hundred percent. I think that the other thing too to notice is like so kind of coming for like backtracking a little bit. So I my day job, my nine to five job is a data scientist for a, a Fortune two hundred company. Gotcha. Um, nice. So I'm I'm very dialed in with yeah. the systems and processes that a, like a very thirty billion dollar a year company. Yeah. How they man. So that's another reason why I'm doing that still. Is yeah. Because learning. Yeah. I'm getting paid to learn. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting paid to learn, bro. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. So my schedule, bro, is I wake up at five thirty. I go lift. I work. I I take a nap. And I take my dog on a walk, and then I work until midnight. And I do that every day because what I realize is if I can get paid for learning, bro, this is now teaching me how to implement those systems and processes into my own businesses. And one thing that I'll say, bro, with the technology and being in that industry every day is, bro, there are always going to be new apps, new like the whole AI thing too, like that's going to be a huge factor here in the very near future. The whole AI thing with how social outreach and social interaction on social media is going to be completely set in a different direction. Like it is going to be wild because, dude, I don't even think people really understand that. It's like our reality is almost a fake reality, which is crazy because a lot of the times that's where business is done and i think that if you can kind of take a step back from that and like focus on things that you value it's just gonna be all right yeah that's gonna be right yeah i mean honestly like i'm trying to think i had a question that popped up it was more of it's kind of like going back to where you were talking about like grown people's following and stuff like that so you talked about how you'd recently had your Instagram hack and things like that. Yeah. And honestly, bro, that scares the shit out of me because every time we're like, we've grown a lot this year. Like we've grown probably like over 300 followers on Instagram organically. And I get DMs from like random people. Like, I mean, there's somebody DM'd us recently and they were like, uh, we could uh, like basically brand your page better, shit like that. And I'm like, okay, like you look at their profile, you like look at it, you see if it's legit, yada, yada, yada. But it's one of those things where I'm very skeptical of like what, who I respond yeah. to on there. And like, if it's like sketchy, like this person like said, look at this like six times. I'm like, bro, you're definitely yeah. like a botter trying to like get into my profile. So I immediately block them. So bro, how do you like prevent that? Yeah. Yeah, man. So first of all, you got to understand like all of these People that are on Instagram that are trying to scam people, mm-hmm. they're very, like, they have a very manipulated mindset. So yeah. it's like, and they're they're usually from different countries yeah. mm-hmm. yep. trying to get money. And so the way you prevent that, honestly, a lot of the times it's going to go to your spam. So that's yep. the first, yep. it helps. that's Filters the it. first thing that you recognize. If you see a spam come in, it's like, okay, like, what is this? Why is it in my spam? Which means it was a mass DM, like very massive DM. Um, And so that's the first trigger. And second, man, is like you got to be smart with it. Like if people are ever asking you for money, that's a huge thing. It's like, well, if we can grow your page, like if you pay me right now, if you don't, if you walk into a, a business agreement, like just be a smart businessman. Like that's the thing too is like, if you have these people like sliding into your DMs and you're a smart businessman of where the direction of where you're going for your company, whatever that company is, it's like, okay, you want to grow my Instagram. How do you, so ask questions, lead with questions. How do you want to grow my Instagram? Well, I just explained on this podcast, the best way to grow your Instagram is not through fake followers because that's actually going to hurt the algorithm for the growth of your profile. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, Regardless if you get fake followers or not, like they're still going to scam you even if they're 
telling you that you're going to get followers. I think that the most secure way is to hop on the phone with someone and have a conversation. If you're serious about growing your brand or your Instagram, talk to them on a phone call or a Zoom and say, how are we doing this business agreement? Because why would anyone want to grow their following if, you know, it's like, like, there's a lot of ego behind yeah. everything. It's like, but you know, those people, I mean, they, they're going to get scammed. They're going to get scammed, but you have to be smart with it. It's like, all right, well, why, why am I growing my profile? And I think a lot of people understand once you have a convert, like start feeding back into the conversation. It's like, nah, this isn't real. Like it's pretty, uh, it's pretty a con- conscientious thing to see. Yeah. Cool. I was just curious on that. Cause I mean, <clears throat> yeah, like you just see people all the time, like, 30, like you said, 30,000, 40,000, whatever the number is, have a ton of followers. And then you go to like their content and it's like their likes aren't, the ratio is like super off. It's not even like, I, I like our homie Silo, he like does social media clips, editing, stuff like that. And he's growing people on TikTok. And he, he tweeted something today. He said, for every 100 views on TikTok, from his research, you're going to get 10 likes based off the 100 views. So it's like a 10% essentially. So like if you see somebody with like, 40,000, 50,000 followers and they're getting like less than 100 likes on a photo. The best way to see that is if you hop on their live stream. So if someone's got 500,000 followers and they go on a live stream and they got 10 people watching. Yeah. That's the first cue too. But it's like, dude, like that's a thing that sucks is like the whole game is messed up because it's it's all fake, man. It's Mm -hmm. all fake. Everything on there is fake for the most part. And our mission at Follow My Fitness is to redirect that into organic, true following for the people that have a business direction, business mindset, uh, a vision of where they want to go with what they're trying to grow for. Obviously, everyone's going to, like, there's still going to be people that go buy fake followers for whatever and whatever that's going to happen. But, like, our mission is like, okay. You've got 500 followers. Let's get you to 10K organically and then have those followers be monetized because it's organic growth. It's a, it's an investment in your business. And like, that's the thing, dude. It's like, it, it goes back to the whole point. It's like, why, like, why would you even entertain a conversation if a bot slid in asking for your growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's your, what, like, why are you answering it? If you even do answer it, is it for ego or is it for business? Yeah. So with y'all's massive DMs that y'all choose or that y'all use, when some if somebody responds to it, does it go to a live person at that point? Yep. So, yeah. So when I say organic, it means that we have a, a full uh, we have a team um, of twenty four hour assistants that will that will take on the conversation based off of their reaction to that DM, um, and then from that point we we figure out their interest of what they're trying to do, get their you know, if it's a, for example, a fitness trainer, if they're trying to grow their outreach and get more clients. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to put your profile. If your content's at this level, we need to onboard you to have your content at this level because we're a premier influencer agency. So we, we can't like, cause we're not going to produce content for you. Like, yeah. like you got, we, we will tell you the steps needed in order to make that, that, that tier for us to accept you. Yeah. We'll tell you how to do it. And then once you do that, then we say, okay, we have the partnerships with the, the profiles with 500,000, a million followers that are going to put you at a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we link them up and then they promote their profile. And that's organic followers, prospects, hot leads. And that's just, dude, it's everyone's making money. It's like, it's, it's, it's a win-win-win. It's like, well, we're helping people make people better by them making money for their training. You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's, it's just a cool thing because we're taking the approach of like, we're organically naturally like without all the bullshit, like this is real people, real thing. Like, like taking the stigma away from the fakeness, which is why it's like unique and cool. Was, uh, after kind of after wrestling was like fitness, like kind of your escape goat from like, I guess, Bro, I realized Afterwards. I needed um, habits, rituals, and routines. Mm-hmm. And 
I got on, I got onto a bad path after I had that identity crisis, man. And I was like, you know, drowning that with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And, and I was, that was my escape. That was my escape. And, and what I had to realize was like, I had to look myself in the mirror of like, well, what do I want my kids to, to see? What, what do I want my life to really be like? And so I had like a, you know, come to Jesus moment or what you call it. And it's, it was like, I changed the way I thought, you know, I was listening to podcasts on how to rewire my brain every single fucking day, which I still do to this day. I was listening to, you know, you know, and that's something that like I got obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, I had to kind of replace my identity with, something that was business oriented, personal growth oriented. Um, and dude, that's, that's, you know, fitness was always my backbone. I was playing sports since I was five years old. So it was something where I was like, that's something I could always rely on. Like going to work out, I could do that. Yeah. So in the worst times of my life, fitness was that catalyst for me to like do other things. Like, yeah, I was still a piece of shit at that time, but I was still working out. And the more I, like, worked out, the more I was able to have those conversations with myself of, like, what's going to make me a better person, which made me ultimately realize I needed to move out of my hometown. And then it was just a snowball effect from that. And I've just, you know, been growing and growing. It's like, you know, like... My whole my whole thing is to to eliminate the ego. Like yeah. that's my purpose in life is to yeah. eliminate my ego and to make a representation of what my family when I have a like a like my you know kids. Yeah. Be if I have kids, you know, be and it doesn't even matter if I do or not. It's like just holding on to that is something that makes me just wake up and push a little bit harder. Yeah. Push a little fucking harder. And dude, we're all human. We all fuck up. Yep. That's something that's like, you know, there's no fucking perfect <clears throat> person. Like the people that come on to, you know, major pod, like you're like everyone like always try to preach is like, there's this perfect person. I do this, 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 and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like, nobody's perfect. No, man. Nobody's like that. No, man. We yeah. all fuck up. We yeah. all fuck up. And, and, you know, I'm here to say that that's, it's like, that's the message that I preach in everything I do, whether that's, Helping people get an investment with e-com, whether it's it's real, it's whether it's onboarding people to follow my fitness, that's real. Whether it's onboarding people to my fitness coaching, that's real. It's like I'm gonna give you what it is straight up, and if you like it, take it. Like I'm just giving to you the op- I'm presenting to you an opportunity. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm just saying here's what it is. This is how it's benefited me. Mm. So I. I it would be a burden on me to not present that opportunity to the people I care about. And that's it, bro. Like that's literally what like fitness in general, like that's the foundation it laid for me. And that's how I continue to live my life. And it's only getting better. You know, like I I can only try to like forge the way for my progression. So basically fitness laid down your foundation and uh, there was this challenge going, going around. 75 days hard, which I still haven't started. I want to start it, but just so, so busy, which I'm sure you'll talk about here soon. So I like want to be prepared to really do it. And it's not for the fitness aspect. It's more, I know how mentally challenging it is. Like re, I have the book, like I've been reading the book, you know, diving into the Love book, read the, read the pot or listen to the podcast first. And then when I bought Fire the book, up, you got, you he like, they like write you a handwritten letter. It's like, if yep. you ever need anything, like feel free to reach out. And I was like, damn, like these people really care about doing this foundation. Cause I know they have, What's the challenge after 75 days hard? It's like another one. It's, like it's a year yeah, one. it's called live hard. Yeah. Yeah. Live hard. Essentially it's a life program based off of your development from 75. Yeah. Hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. What's up? What interested you in that? Basically, honestly, I had been going through so much stuff the previous year with just like personally and then like the podcast and mentally, like we just weren't way we moved in here to, to, you know, really build it and for me and Carlos and Albert, our other partner, like we weren't really doing what we set out to do. There was a lot of hiccups in the road. Um, we weren't aligned. Um, and, and it was like, we were all like, hear about it here about 75. So, I mean, I'm trying to think, I think I, I, I definitely saw yours, but I'd heard about it from someone else. And then I like looked into it. 
Um, you told me who, but I, I, I actually can't that. remember That's who awesome, it was. Yeah. And, I, and then, then I think as soon as someone told me about it, you were in the middle of doing, it. I think you were like in, like in the yeah. like 20 to 30 days. So you're almost like halfway done. And I was just like, I was like keeping track Love of like that. you doing it. That, and I was just like, damn, yeah, I was like, awesome. I, I was like, I, I was like, I, I, I feel like I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And everyone's like, you know, everyone's, I was telling like my friends yeah. about it. I was like, Hey, like at the time I plan on starting like after Labor Day, but obviously shit happened and yeah. came up. So I haven't started yet, but I yeah, plan on starting after Labor Day and everyone was like, why are you going to like, you know, do that to yourself? Why are you, why are you not going to, you know, drink and smoke or whatever the case may be? And I'm just like, bro, I can, it's 75 days. Like, yeah, it's like three and a half months, but it's like, bro, if I can't do that mentally, I feel like for that amount of time, then I don't know. I feel like it'll be like a big accomplishment type of deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's also, it's a big, from what he's telling me, it's like a big self-discipline thing. And it's like, if you can't do that, then it's like, I mean, and so I'll dive into it, man. Yeah. So, and that's funny. The reason why I ask how you heard about it is because, um, so I influenced my mom, and my sister to, to do that. And, um, that was something that was cool for me, but you know, what really, what really got me on, onto doing that was I, I had a buddy named Caleb and, um, he lives in Abilene, Texas. And I went to, to visit him with my buddy, Zach and, you know, he, they were all talk. We were golfing, and he was talking about the seventy-five heart program. He he'd finish it twice in a year, and Sheesh. I, on the way on the drive there, Zach was telling me he's like, "Yeah, he finished it twice in a year." I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, like that's tough." And then the more I thought about it, and the more I talked to him, and you know, I made a decision for myself. I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna compete with myself." Mm-hmm. No one like it's like it's me versus me like. What is the biggest thing that scares me? It's like doing something every single day for 75 days scared the shit out of me at that time. And so I was like, all right, man. So what 75 hard is, is you read 10 pages of a book. You go on a 45-minute outdoor workout. You do a 45-minute indoor workout. Um, And... You do what else? You, dr- you drink a gallon you drink of water. A gallon of water a day, and it's like clean eating. You have to, it's like, you have it's to stick hold to a diet. diet. Yeah, you have to hold a diet. diet. And so yeah. that the diet and water side of things, which is why I forgot, it, is because like that comes naturally to me because it, from wrestling, I was already like always doing it. disciplined with that shit. Yeah, and so like I was already kind of like that was kind of okay with me. Yeah. Well, the tricky thing was. Was I started 75 hard. So I was like, I told my buddy Zach, I was like, dude, I'm getting, I'm starting 75 hard the day I get back from Colorado after I get done visiting. Well, I, my flight got delayed. I flew in. I had to, I had to work out before I, like before my flight. And it, it was, it was just a, not a good experience, but it was like, dude, yeah. that's the best time to start. Cause yeah. I realized something. I was like, well, I go on a, family vacation to Mexico in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro. I was like, what scares me the most? I was like, that scares the shit. I mean, not being able to drink in Mexico with my with family, family that sure. love to party. I'm like, sure. A lot of it's paid for too. Well, and then, so I started reading the book mm-hmm. and it happened to be that I was reading the, 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 the pages, the chapters mm-hmm. that correlated with the mentality that I was dealing with in my mind so i made the decision to fucking do it and i was Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be so mentally strong in 30 days that i'm not even gonna want to fucking drink that wasn't the case (laughs) so i fucking so i got through the first 30 days 35 days Mm -hmm. flew to mexico they're drinking they're drinking they're drinking everyone's having fun you know i'm getting my fucking you know fly in you know i'm I have to get my workout in. I have to stick to my diet. I have to get my protein. I have to meet all of these requirements. And they've got things planned for the day. You know, it's like, you know, we're there for like seven days a week. Like we're waking up. We're going to another town today. I'm like, fuck. Well, I got to go run to the ocean for 45 minutes and swim. Because <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. there was one day we fucking got stranded in a, a town that we didn't realize the the cat the taxis didn't run so it was monday night at like midnight my parents got hammered and i guess the taxi stopped running at 10 on monday and so we were like five miles away from our our airbnb 
and we fucking sat there till like 1.30, 2 a.m. Finally got a ride from a taxi coming in. I had to still get my workout in. You just ran out? Ran no, like we got to the Airbnb. Okay. I had to do an indoor workout, 45 yeah. oh, yeah, minutes that's right. still. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did my, my, beat, my, my outdoor. fucking outdoor one. Yeah. I still, it was like 2 a.m. and I'm on vacation. And at that point, bro, I realized, I was like, why am I fucking doing this? Mm-hmm. And it was just me at 2 a.m. in Mexico and fucking in this room, fucking doing an ab workout and push-ups and sit-ups and like what all whatever. I was like, wow, like I committed to something. And it's like now you'll reach this point in the book. It's called God mode. Mm-hmm. You hit that point and it's like, dude, it's like momentum. And like I was talking about the snowball effect. Yeah. It just, you know, and I think that that's that's a lifestyle that, it's very fucking intense, not and it's not meant for everyone. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm a very fucking intense person. Yeah. And I've realized that about myself, and I've tried to do the mellow thing, and I've tried to do that. But you know what it is? Is it's holding back what my capabilities are, mm-hmm. and so like that was a thing that I had to deal with as well. And that's what taught me, like through the 75 hard process, mm-hmm. it taught me it was like I need those routines, habits, and rituals to be like okay in the head yeah i need that shit like that's the way it is mm-hmm. and so yeah man 75 hearts legit andy Frisell is a goat yeah, andy Frisell. fucking goat i mean gives this program out for free anyone can fucking do it i would i would say anyone that you know wants to uh make that next leap into to fear into growth fucking do it because there's never going to be a right time like I, I was always pushing it off, always pushing yeah, it off. And, then, right now. And, yeah. and you know what? And that's okay. Cause I did it for a year. I thought about it for a year, but then one day I was like, you know what? I'm fucking starting when I don't want to start because I'm flying and I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm, I'm never going to fuck. There's never, I'm, I'm never going to do it. Like when's, there's never a fucking good time to start anything. Never. And yeah. I had to realize like fucking start. And then dude, this was the craziest thing after I started. It was like, oh, it, like I'm doing it. Like I'm already doing it. It's like, no, I can do this. Like yeah. I'm good. Like yeah. it's starting is the hardest fucking part, bro. That's it's the hardest uh, part. That's with anything. Yeah. Once you, but once you get, cause it takes 21 days for you to get in a routine. Yep. Then once yep. you're in that routine, it's just, yeah, I build that, off of it. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, I mean, piggybacking off of that, CJ started park car socks here. I was like, you be consistent for a month. I was like, that second month is when it gets hard. Cause like, you know, it's like, oh, I've been doing it for a month. You might not have growth or whatever second month. But I was like, you get through that second month, that third month, it's just routine now. Dude. And even for us, it's like yep. we've been shooting all year, posting all year. Yep. It's like we don't do that. It's weird. Like, what, what's, yeah. like what's wrong? What are we doing, you know? And those routines are what are going to propel you to your success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as, like, that's what I was saying, too, is, like, we're all human, right? We all make those, like, mistakes. We But, but – the way that it defines you is how you re- respond to those things. It's like, okay, well, am I, am I going to continue to be in this drought? Or am I going to understand what it's teaching me and then move forward and continue to you know, produce content, mm-hmm. continue to make relationships, continue mm-hmm. to, to grow in whatever way you're trying to grow? Yeah. I got two. For me, I got two more questions for you. And it's about 75. But... For one, how much did you learn about yourself during it and after it? And two, how much did, besides the dieting, how much did wrestling help you with, like, the disciplinary side of it? Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm going to read something. So one of my habits, rituals, and routines is every day I make notes of what I'm dealing with and how my emotional level is so I can reflect back on those things and know where my progress is. Mm -hmm. So before the podcast, I I scrolled to one of the critical moments when I was in Mexico Mm -hmm. of what I was describing about 75 hearts. So this correlates exactly with what you just asked me. And this is what I wrote down is 75 hard allows you to not compartmentalize one skill. If you're trying to build your life it's more than just lifting weights in the gym you have to let it transfer to other areas of your life and then I said I'm the best version of myself I've ever been to this point 
and that's a powerful feeling and you get addicted to it. You don't get that unless you go all in with the intent. To really unlock the magic of 75 hard is your intent with every action of every day. Also going through 75 hard and all of the, mon- the monotonous tasks while also maintaining and, pro- and improving every other aspect of your life. So that's at fucking 2 a.m. In Mexico. After I fucking got home and I was by myself and did that workout, that's what was going through my head. And it fucking sucked. But that made me realize, it was like, dude, the shittiest parts are what fucking define you the most and how you respond to it. And me reading that, bro. Yeah. Dude, that fires me fucking up because yeah. I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, let's fucking like it. And that's that's the impact it had on me. And that's that's what's made me gain the perspective of a different mindset that I didn't even know I had. And I thought I was hard-minded. No, nah, man, that shit can always be improved. Yep. Always. Like, I ain't shit, you know? It's like I, I walk through this day. I walk through every day. It's like I'm, I'm trying to improve. But, like, it's me versus me, and that's really it. So, and then how much did wrestling help you with the disciplinary side of things? I think wrestling, uh, from a team perspective and an individual perspective, um, made me realize that what you do on a day to day basis affects you and also affects other people. So, for example, if I'm wrestling and I don't cut weight in a healthy way and I perform shitty. I'm now hurting my team. Mm-hmm. Same thing for life. If I don't stay con- consistent to those habits, rituals, and routines that make me feel that way, my whole team goes down. So that's what wrestling has taught me. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, that was it that, for me. That was I it mean, for me. Do you have anything wise. for us? No, nah, man. I would say that, like, Again, like, thank you fucking so much for no, Thank you for, for coming on like, and taking the day, taking the time out of your day to, to come yeah, here. It bro. means a lot more than you know. And I know it means a lot for yeah, for bro. you to be on here. Yeah, um, so I appreciate that a lot. Um, where can they find you at? Officially underscore Johnny D. Officially underscore Johnny D. We'll have the stuff down below in the description. Y'all know how it gets done. What's um, the socials for your, your company? Yeah, so it's at Follow My Fitness. Okay, at Follow My Fitness. Uh, go check them out. Um, run their numbers up. Run the likes up. You'll know how to get done. Give them a follow. Give them a shout. Um, they're family, so, so so do us a favor and do all that. But that'll do it for the boys over here at Opinionated. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.